Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today we're going to be talking about whether or not denominations are the church. All right, Dylan. Well, uh, this is a continuation of our series that, mm-hmm. um, that we're talking about with the, the kids. And uh, this one is, well, it's, it's kind of a, it's a different one because it's not necessarily biblically based, but it is a, it's definitely about the Bible. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know how to quite phrase that, but, um, you know, we, we have a, an abundance of different denominations in the world right now. And I mean, just alone in the United States. And the the question that I have always wondered and have always asked, and, and even though I may understand, still have no good answer for is why. Yeah. Well, and not only why, but like, which one should I go to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I know we've talked about this before, uh, you and I, when, yeah. uh, before you became a Christian, you're like, which one is the church? Like, yeah. I, I kind of know, want to know which one I need yes. to know which one. Well, and you know, that was, that was a big part of why I decided to go to the, the, the congregation that I went to is because it wasn't about the name on the building. Mm-hmm. It was about what was in the Bible. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's just so many. And, you know, when I was looking to become a Christian, I, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, I had no idea which one I'm supposed to go to. Um, so. Or even why there were so many. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So, um, yeah, no, and you, you mentioned it's not really like in the Bible. Um, and it, it's kind of strange because it's like, it is here and there, but it's not like... It's not anything that is explicitly stated. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly. The church that you attend must be... Yeah. ...name, right? Like it... Denomination... The word denomination is is not anything that's ever mentioned in the Bible, right? Yeah, It's not found exactly. in the Bible. That's a, that's a man-made, more modern word that yeah. we have used. So. Yeah. So anyways... um. As we talk about this, I kind of want to start in John chapter 14. Okay. Um, yep, that works. Because for anybody that asks, you know, why are there so many different denominations? Does it matter which one I go to? Um, and are having questions in regards to that, um, I want to turn to John chapter 14 because this is um, what a lot of people will tell you. And I want to tell you why, if you hear this, what I'm about to say it's not correct. So anyways, I uh, put a lot of disclaimers on that, but just turn to John chapter 14 with me and we'll, uh, John chapter 15, sorry. And um, we'll get started. So um, I'll read verses uh, one through, I don't know how long I want to go, but um, starting in verse one, uh, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For for apart from me you can do nothing." Now, this is what a lot of folks will say when they're defending the denominations that you see in the world today. Yeah. They will say, uh, Jesus said, like he told us beforehand, he's the vine, we are the branches. Look, we have all of these different branches, but we're connected to the one vine. Yeah. And there are just so many problems with that 
logical reasoning with that thought process. Um, Because first of all, um, if we continue reading, it says, you know, if if you don't bear fruit, that branch is going to be cut off from the vine. Um, It's going to be tossed aside. It's not doing its job. It's going it's going to be um, put away. Um, And then also um, he says that the branch that abides in me, I will also abide in in them. And so the thought process that all of these different denominations that we see in the world today are different branches connected to the one vine of Christ, um, it's got a lot of problems. And the, the biggest one in my mind is that we are not saved on a group by group basis. We are not saved like, okay, that congregation did good. That congregation did bad. Yeah. Um, saved, not saved. No, it's yeah. it's on an individual basis. Um, I don't think that um, no, I know that God, that when Christ gets there on judgment day, he's not going to look at Keller Church of Christ as a whole and say either all good or all bad. No. It's going to be on an individual basis. And so the idea that all of these different branches are different denominations or even different congregations uh, is simply false in that yeah. idea. Because what it is is... It's Jesus talking about the individual. It's not a congregation as a whole that either is bearing fruit or is not bearing fruit. It's well, on an individual what, basis. Yeah, I mean, at that point, what is the fruit then? Is the fruit people, right? Or yeah. is the fruit works? Yeah. And everywhere else that we see in scripture, we see the fruit is works. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know. Just the things that you do that yeah. proclaim your faith. Yeah. And, and the verse comes to mind. I, I don't remember where it is, but... Um, the, the verse itself came to mind as you were talking, right? And, and it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes the judgment, right? Mm-hmm. It is not – it is appointed for the church to end once, yeah. right, or the congregation or the assembly or whatever the case is, and then comes judgment for all of them, right? Like it's yeah. – it is an individual basis. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that we are alone in our faith, right? Like you oh, and I – yeah. No, we bear each share... other's burdens. We yes. iron sharpens iron. We're, yes. we're in this together to build one another up, yeah. uh, to Hebrews, stir one another Hebrews up. Hebrews 10.25, right? Yeah. Do not neglect to meet together, as yeah. is the habit of some. Exactly. But instead, all the more as you see the day yeah. drawing near, right? But so, just as, you know, we, we talk to the teens all the time that, that you cannot live on your parents' faith. That you cannot live on correct. your your best friend's faith. That you need to have your own faith and yes. and, and challenge them. What is your faith in? Um, it's the, the same thing. Just because we're in this together, we're working together, um, we need to have our own faith. We yeah. need to because it is an individual. Well, um, think think about it like a baseball team, right? You've yeah. got you've got nine players on the field, right? You've got you know people in the dugout. You've got people pitching, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is performing their own individual game. Yeah, but the team, right? In this sense, the team is going to succeed, fail as a whole. But if one player doesn't hold up to what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. they're going to be let go. Yeah, they're not going to just keep them on, right? Yeah. They're all in it together. They're all striving for the same thing. They're all yeah. striving for a win. The Rangers will cut for... them from the baseball team. Yes, but if you're not, <laughs> yeah, if you're not doing what you should be doing on that front, right? It is yeah. individual in that sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're not going to cut the whole team because the shortstop is missing. You know, throws to first base. Exactly. They're going to cut the shortstop. Yeah. We as Christians are all in this together, right? But we are responsible for our own faith, and I, mm-hmm. I do think that's an important distinction for our own faith and actions. Yes. Yeah. I do think that's an important distinction because Jesus is the vine, and mm-hmm. that is accurate. But the branches are us. And he even yeah. says that in there, right? He says, you are the branch. He's talking to people. Yeah. He's not talking to different congregations, yeah. right? He's talking to people. So I, I think that – excuse me, sorry. I do agree. I think that's very important. Yeah. So just the idea that um, that 
you know, we see different denominations all around us and, and to try to make sense of it by saying, oh, well, they're all just branches connected to Christ. Um, that's just, that's flawed reasoning. And so, um, now that we can dispel that and say, that's not the reason why do we have so many different denominations? Yeah. And that's kind of the question that I want to talk about here in a little bit, but I think you have a few other things you want to mention first. Yeah. I've got some verses. Um, they may just tie in with what we, what we were planning on talking about. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, Okay. But I'll, I'll start with this. So first, first Corinthians chapter 12, uh, starting really in verse, verse 12 here, uh, just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And then you move over to Ephesians chapter 4, and it says here, uh, starting in verse, uh, we'll start, we'll start in verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called, the one hope that belongs to your call. And, you know, it goes on with the ones, right? The seven mm-hmm. ones there. But but the idea here that, that I really want to present is that there is only one body. And as individuals, we have a role to play within that body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? You, you like to... In- to talk about how there's tendons and there's ligaments and yeah. there's there's blood that runs through and there's fingers and there's toes. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that make up the body. We all have a role to play. Yeah. We all have a part within that body, but the body does not consist of different church denominations. Yeah. And so that backs up kind of what I was saying about the vine and the branches is this is the other uh, spot that people will go to that um, there is uh, one body and all of these members of it. um, And people will say, you know, um, the hand is the Baptist church over here. The, uh, the foot is the Methodist, the, um, the, you know, the torso is the Catholic church. And and that's just not true. Um, It's, it's um, it's not a, you know, this is that, or, and this is that. And, yeah. and what Paul is talking about, the members of the body here, yeah. again, it's on an individual basis. Um, well, even even in Acts 2. So Acts chapter 2, I think, is, is one of the greatest lessons that we can learn, right? But even in Acts chapter 2, when it talks about, starting in verse 42, it talks about how they all came together. They had all things in common. They did all things. Mm-hmm. And still, they individually came together, Yeah. right? They individually did these things, and they helped one another as any had need, right? So... Uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, right? Well, that's an, that's individual, right? Mm-hmm. It's every soul. It's an individual soul, right? And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. Again, if you believed as an individual, mm-hmm. you had something in common with the group, right? You were there with the group. They were selling their possessions, belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need, as any had need, right? Not mm-hmm. as congregations had need. Yep. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added their number day by day, those who were being saved. Yep. Individuals are added to the Lord's church, are added to the body. And the body is Christ's body. He is the head. We are the body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so important for us to understand. And, and and so knowing all of those things, right, 
I, I don't know that we're going to have too much longer on this. I think we're, <laughs> you know, uh, well, I've is, got, uh, I kind of want to give a little history lesson before we wrap up. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying wrap up now. I'm just saying in general that this conversation, at least for me is a very cut and dry one. Yeah. Um, and knowing that it's cut and dry, at least in my mind, makes it all the more, I guess, sad that there are still so many denominations out there. Yeah. Um, well, and and really, I think the bigger part of this conversation is not so much of like, should there be, shouldn't there be yeah. uh, so many different uh, denominations, but more of a matter of, um, what it look okay, like? why is there and which one do I need to, yeah. to, well, to and, go and, to? And you know, even, which one is... Uh, is Christ's church. Because if yes. there's just one church, which one belongs to Christ? Well, and so, you know, people will ask me from time to time, right? Well, what, you know, what church do you go to? Well, I, I'm a Christian, right? Like I, I yeah. attend church with Christians. I, I, I don't go, go to church. I, I I'm worship, part of the church. <laughs> right? You know, I, I am, like I am the church, right? Yeah. And, and so that question, you know, and then eventually people don't, they don't either, either they don't get it or they do understand, but they ask anyway, well, what, what's the name of the building or church that you go to, right? Yeah. Well, I don't believe that I am a part of a denomination. No. Right? I am a part of a congregation. Yeah. A gathering of individuals who are all a part of the Lord's church. Yeah. But the name on the building, I believe is important to a certain degree, right? The name that you ascribe to, but it's not because it's the name on the building. It's because yeah. it's the name of the Lord's church, right? We are the exactly. church that belongs of to Christ. Christ, right? Yeah. And and that's that's exactly right. The, the of there just simply means that belongs to or paid is a for. part of or paid, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not that to me is the most important part. And yeah. so if someone is is listening, if you're listening and, and you don't belong to the Lord's church, right? I think that's a big deal. I think that's yeah. uh that's not that's not the way that God meant it. Because yeah. God has called us to be in Christ. He's called us to be in him. He's called us to be a part of his body. And we need to know what that is. If if Keller, if the Keller Church of Christ, as a building, as a group tomorrow, begins to teach false doctrine and things that are incorrect, mm-hmm. I will leave. Yeah, because just – and that's part of why I think you're talking about how the name on the building is not as significant yeah. as, uh, as what is taught because um, – Quite honestly, there's a lot of people who put names on their building and and it doesn't reflect necessarily what we would typically think of yeah. as um as you know that they're teaching what's well, in, and, in the scripture. And to that point, just because you go to a church of Christ does not mean that you are saved. Exactly. Yeah. Just and because, that goes back to my individual basis. Yes. That, you know. And just because you are a member of a Baptist church does not necessarily mean that you are not saved. Yeah. Because it is individual, right? Yeah. Which means if you are following God's word, if you are following the will of God, if you are doing what is ascribed to you in the Bible, that means you are yeah. a part of if the church. If you have obeyed the gospel. Yes. Yeah. Obeyed everything commanded. Um, so I kind of want to give a little history lesson because uh, I know the question is still probably going through y'all's minds. Um, why are there so many different denominations? Like this doesn't make sense. Where did this all come from? Yeah. If uh, Christ didn't... Uh, Tell Peter, go start this denomination. Tell James, go start this one. Tell John, go start this one. Yeah. Because that's another one of those ideas that maybe that's where it came from. Jesus had 12, 12 apostles. Maybe they all went and and they just kind of took different names from there. Well, to be honest, some people, not the apostles, but some yeah. men decided that they wanted to to do that. Um, and, and we even see Paul shaming that. And yeah. uh, what is that? First Corinthians? Um 
or I, I don't know, you might have to look that one up for me. When um, Paul's like, some say I follow Peter, some say I follow Paul, some say I follow Paul. And he's like, are y'all out of your minds? Yeah, we fr- follow First Corinthians 1 and chapter 3. Yes, yeah. And and Paul's like, y'all are crazy. We follow Christ. <laughs> we don't follow an individual. And so um, I kind of want to look at um, the history of uh, Christianity and really what has happened over the past 2,000 years since Christ was on the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Really backing up almost all the way. Um, when the apostles went around, um, really to Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth, as Christ commanded them, uh, sharing the gospel, they went and established congregations in towns. They um, appointed uh, elders and deacons to lead and to serve in those congregations. Well, what we see over the years as the apostles passed away as the apostles were were killed and persecuted by the Roman government, um, that some of these elders of individual congregations started to uh, to claim more authority and power than they should have. And yeah. so um, let's say you have three congregations all kind of close by, and whereas the design of that Christ laid out and that the apostles really established within each of these churches was that you know, there would be a, a group of elders or shepherds or pastors, whatever you want to call them, men that are uh, responsible for leading that congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be one of them that says, all right, I'm going to be like the head elder or head pastor or wh- whatever you want to say. Yeah. And he would go meet with a few of the other head elders or head pastors from these other congregations that were close by. And so then you're starting to see a little bit of a hierarchy being established here. And so now you not only have a head elder for congregations, but now these three congregations that are close by that have their head elders meeting, um, they said, we need to have one guy that's a representative for for our region. So he can go and meet with a head pastor or head elder from another region. And so now you're not only having a hierarchy over uh, congregations as an individual or hierarchy over regions, but then it, it even grows from there. And you're having hierarchies over like nations, uh, yeah. the, the not over the nation, but over the churches in the nation. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and so you're you're having this hierarchy be developed, not under the authority of Christ, not under the authority of the apostles. This is men doing their own thing that was not right. And all of a sudden, you're realizing that I'm describing the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is how the Catholic Church began. Yeah. Um, it's you have all of these uh, cardinals and bishops, and then there's one man that's at the top of that hierarchy, they call him the Pope. And that Pope is not a man that is inspired by God, as no. many people believe. No. That is that is not a man that is... The, that first Pope was not Peter, um, yeah. as some other people believe. Um, but anyways, that's kind of how the Catholic Church grew. grew. So you fast forward to 1500. And Martin Luther is like, hey, this ain't right. Um, there's a lot of stuff that the church has done that is not right. Um, you know, they had all kinds of things of like, you know, pain to have their sins forgiven. Yeah. Um, which is also not just, a thing, by Which the way. is also not a thing. Um, <laughs> it was just, th- there were a lot of problems. And so Martin Luther decided. Corrupt 
institution. Oh yeah, very corrupt. And well, and that's what happens when man takes over. Yep. Um, and when man tries to say, hey, my rules are better than God's rules because they had the Bible, they had all of these letters from the apostles, um, and instead they said, no, let's make these rules instead. And, well, and that yeah, just doesn't work that way. To that point, right? The Council of Nicene, and I think it was like yeah. three something. Around 300 something, yeah. Yeah, like 380 maybe, 370, yeah. whatever. That was when the canon, right, was yeah. established. Now, the Catholic Bible has a few more books yeah. Than what we have in ours. But um but you know, I mean it it's not they have all the same books that we do as well. Yeah. So it's not that they have a completely different set of books. So they have the ability to study and to know and uh they just either chose not to or willfully chose to ignore. Yeah. So um Anyway, so uh, in 1500-something, I don't know, it was around there when Martin Luther came around, he um, wrote his was 75 theses. Um, it was 70-something, I think. Um, I don't know. You might Google I'm that, too. Um, and so he nailed these to the door of the church building and uh, said, hey, this is basically everything that the Catholic Church is doing wrong. And, um, and this kind of shows how denominations have – started to come about. Yeah. Martin Luther started the Reformation movement. Yeah. He wanted to reform the Catholic Church. That's where Reformation comes from. And how many theses was it? It was 95. So you, 95. Get one of, you get one of the numbers right. I was right. close. Off by 20. I thought, I thought 75 was off. I thought it was more than that. Yeah. But I wasn't sure how many, so I wasn't going to say. And so he, he – <laughs> anyways, he's beginning this Reformation movement, trying to reform the Catholic Church. And, yeah. um, and the sad thing is instead of – People turning back to Christ, turning back to Scripture, we now see where the Lutheran church comes from, yeah. Martin Luther. Luther. And just as Paul said, you don't follow Apollos, you don't follow Peter, you don't follow Paul, you follow Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther was trying to say that, you know, we're not following a pope, we're not do, following a man, and we're not even doing these things right. Um, what came from that was people who now call themselves Lutherans. Yeah. And I'm like – Instead of Christians. Yeah. Well, I mean they call themselves Christians too. That's a whole nother topic about like, – Well, but when the name Lutheran comes out first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, uh, or, or it's not always first, but it's like I'm a, Luther, uh, I, I'm a Christian. What church do you go to? The Lutheran church. And it's like, yeah. okay, so are you – like do you follow Luther or do you follow Christ? Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so from there – it really started to branch out. Um, there, there were different men responsible for different denominations. Uh, Zwingli, he's another um, popular name during that Reformation movement. Um, he started the the Swiss Reformed Church. Uh, the Mennonites came from that. They didn't have one single founder, but again, they're calling themselves by a different name. Um, the uh, Ang- the Anglican Church. So I'm, um, I'm looking up some of this too, and mm-hmm. uh, mine says Minna Simmons. Which oh, makes okay. sense to the Mennonites if it's Minna Simmons. Yeah. Okay. Literally named themselves after a man. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Anglican Church. Um, that one was established by King Henry, uh, still around the 1500s. Yeah. Um, but again, it came from the Reformation movement. And King Henry's idea was let's reform the Catholic Church, um, but not get it back to the Bible. He wanted to get it back. He wanted to get it to something that he can control. And Anglican comes from England. It was the Church of, of England is what it was. Well, I think he – wasn't he sprinkled as a baby? <sighs> Probably. So I, I think – if I'm not mistaken, I, I would love if somebody could um, help us out with this by sending us an email. Yeah. But um, if I'm not mistaken, he was actually sprinkled as a baby. And the mm-hmm. word for, right, baptize, they – says that they created a whole new word – 
baptizo has been around since before the King James Version. Yeah. Because there were English translations prior to that. Um, but he wanted a different word, right? And mm-hmm. so instead of it being translated as immersion, it then was translated as baptism, yeah. which now has a wider range yeah. of meaning. And so he was able to get away with sprinkling. Hmm. To make himself okay. And that, and, and if I'm not mistaken, that is when the that church began. Yeah. It was an, it was an offset or it was a branch. I don't like using that word given our context of conversation yeah. today, but it's a branch of the, the Catholic church. Yes, right? exactly. And, and that's what a lot of these are um, because of Martin Luther's efforts um, to reform the Catholic church. It created um, branches from the Catholic church and yep. which was already not the true church at that point. Yes. Um, and so um, anyways, you can keep going through the 1500s, 1600s, really even into the 1700s. You see Calvinism comes from John Calvin. Um, Presbyterianism was started by John Knox. Baptist churches were started by John Smith. Um, the Amish was started by Jacob Amin, Amish, Amin. Um, Methodism was started by John Wesley and so on and so forth. And um, and you really just see that it's, um, it's these branches of religious people um, who have an understanding of who Christ is as the Son of God yeah. um, and, and genuinely believe that he is the Son of God, but because they don't know the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you know, uh, whatever that saying is in, in, in the courtroom. Um, you got it right. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, there's just this, this um, idea that, okay, I know a little bit of Christ, but I'm going to follow – more so what man has established than yeah. what Christ established. Well, and so, they write creeds and they write yeah. all sorts of different, you know, man-made documents that give them <clears throat> a way to put their thoughts on paper, right? Yeah. Which is, on one hand, that's great, but that's not what we live by. And yeah. I think that's where we get into trouble, right, is when yeah. we try and put a creed onto paper, this is what we live by. You can poke holes in anything that man writes. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, we were even having that conversation the other day about Marvel. Yeah. Um, you know, the MCU, the Marvel yes. Cinematic Universe. Like, they've done, like, what, 20-plus movies now? And, Something crazy. And it's like just – it's insane. And it's some very, very intelligent people that have created this um, – And it all uh, flows together really well. Yeah, th- this fiction. For the most this, part. Yeah, it, it's – and it flows together well, but it's a fictional universe. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just massive. But you can look at it and say, well, that's a plot hole, you know? You know, like yeah. you can look at it and say, well, that doesn't tie into that. And it's because it's man-made. It's yeah. not perfect. But you've got a book written, written over thousands of years by so many different authors yeah. in three different languages, mm-hmm. and there are no holes in it. And people try to poke holes all the time in the Bible. They try to say, well, that doesn't match up with that. That doesn't match up with that. Um, I was having a converse- conversation with one of the guys here at Keller just the other day, yeah. um, and he was saying that um, he's teaching on the book of Matthew on uh, Sunday mornings. and and he's saying that, you know, when you read through the genealogy of Christ in the first couple chapters of Matthew, um, it's not the same as yeah. the first couple chapters of Luke when you go through the genealogies of Christ. And and people are like, ha, see, you're claiming that Jesus comes from two different, ge- Going over different genealogies. Parents. Yeah, yeah. One of them follows Mary. One of them follows Joseph because yeah. Joseph is the legal lineage of Christ and Mary is the blood lineage of Christ. Yeah. Matthew was written to a bunch of Jews that cared about that legal lineage that that he legally came from Abraham. And then Luke was written to a more general audience, to a a really a Roman audience, um, people who didn't even 
care about the legal history of Christ. Yeah. They they were looking at the the blood lineage of Christ. And so, yeah. um, anyways, that was just to show that people try to poke holes in the scripture. But it, if you take time to study, you realize that it really does come from God because there are no holes in it. It's waterproof. Um, yeah, it's waterproof. It's just a matter of of doing your study. So, anyways, um, back to all these different denominations. Um, we see that that the the point is that every single one of them was started by a man and for the most part even even most of them carry the names of that man like calvinism lutheranism um and so on and so forth um and we really just see that okay what which one is right you know that that's the question that we keep coming back to like Okay, I don't want to be one of these people that is just following a man because as, as we've talked, men are are fallible. You know, we mess up. We we have mistakes. How do I find what church is the one that Jesus established? Well, every awful thing that has ever been done has been done by people. Yeah, exactly. So, um so we fast forward to about the 1700s and what's happening here is uh in America uh, what we can look back in history and they call it the restoration movement. So in 1500s was the reformation movement. Um, it was around 17 or 1800s, somewhere in there. It's a wide range. Um, started the restoration movement. And this one's named restoration because it was to restore the first century church, not to reform the Catholic church, but to restore the first century church. And so um, what came from that was again, some more branches, um, but really to try to sum everything up because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time just talking about all of these different denominations because yeah. it's it's not so much a waste of time, but I feel like, you know, that's just a quick history lesson to kind of give you an idea of how things branched off. But I really yeah. want to talk about what is the one true church. Yeah. And it's the church that, that follows the Bible. Yes. It's the church that belongs to Christ. It's the church that doesn't wear the name of a man, but instead wears the name of the Son of God. Yep. And um, a lot of people throughout the years have... Um, said that the Church of Christ, as we have come to know it today, oh, they're just a bunch of uh, followers of Campbell. Well, if that were true, then we would have the name on our building like Campbellites, which is what a lot of members of the Church of Christ were called back in the 18 and 1900s, were, yeah. were Campbellites. Because um, Thomas Campbell, I think, uh, was the one, there were two of them, a father and son, um, they were the ones that really led the charge in saying, not so much, let me tell you what my opinion is about scripture, but instead pick up the Bible for yourself and let's read it and let's study it and let's find out what, what is in it and let's do our best to follow it. And so yeah, when we do that, we realize that this, this church that we strive to be, this, this people that we strive to be are followers of Christ and not man. Yeah. We we are we belong to Christ and not man. Yeah. And so that's why we wear the name Church of Christ and not the name of any man. Yeah. And so um it can be a confusing history of the past 2000 years or so of men rising up to try to gain a following. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that's going to always happen until yeah. Christ comes. Yep. Until Christ comes back. Um, that's going to continually happen. Men standing up in order to gain a following. Yeah. Over the past really 50 years or so, the popular thing has been, quote, non-denominational churches. Yeah. Folks like Joel Olstein and um, 
other televangelist preachers. I saw um, a meme. I got a sorry. I saw a meme earlier. Yeah. This week about Joel Osteen. So oh yeah. Not not to cut you off mid sentence. <laughs> Uh, it, it's yeah, I'm in a, a serious conversation. You're talking about memes, man. Come I am. I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> it's funny. So it's a picture of Joel, right? And he's yeah. kind of like looking up a little bit with a slightly confused look on his face. And at the top, it says, when you are called to be a prophet, but you heard God say, make a prophet. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard recently about all of his issues with the uh, whole big bags of money in a bathroom, but I've not. I'll have to tell you about that later. Okay. But anyway. Anyways, the, the point is that's become more of the latest thing. Is yeah. that um it, it's kind of more sneaky, I yeah. guess, in a sense, because um Joel doesn't call the people that attend the congregation where he speaks at or the people that watch him online, Osteens. <laughs> um, Ostenites. Ostenites, yeah, or anything like that. Um but the truth is he has been out to create a following. Um, And um, so have so many other people that have been out to, to create a following. And, and that's the thing again about men is that people are, are fallible. Uh, We we make mistakes, we mess up, but the goal is to turn back to Christ. That's called repentance. Uh, The goal is to keep your mind focused on, on Christ focused on heaven. That's Colossians chapter three, verses one and two set your mind on things that are above. Um, it really just boils down to, are you going to listen to men or are you going to listen to God? And, uh, quite honestly, Peter and John even had the same response. Um, and when they're early on there in the book of acts, the church is being established and, and the apostles directed by Christ are telling people about Christ and, and the Jews don't like their way of life being changed. They didn't realize who Jesus was. And yeah. so they told Peter and John, y'all got to stop talking about him. And, and they're, they're, how can I not but speak of the things that I've seen and heard? Yeah. They said, how can we not speak about things we've seen and heard? But, but they're also like, I'd rather listen to God than to men. <laughs> and, um, and that's really the attitude we need still need to carry today is, yeah. um, if, Man is saying something different than God, i.e. the Bible, then we're going to listen to God and not to man. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly what the Bereans did, Acts chapter 17. Um, Paul spoke, and and not that Paul was saying things different than what they had heard before, but they're they're fact-checking Paul. They're double-checking what Paul is saying. Is that true? Because they know the only truth that they know is this word right here. And so they... And if so, if Paul is saying what is written in the word, okay, then Paul is saying what's true. Yeah. But if Paul is saying something different, then they're saying, I'm going to listen to God rather than to men. Yes. Um, and that's the challenge for us today. We need to listen to God rather than to men. And so we need to to listen and, and not just listen on the surface, but but read between the lines. What is being said by by these denominations everywhere and even these congregations that call themselves non-denominational um, – read between the lines what is really being said not just what's being said on the surface yeah. and say is that from god is that the truth is that scripture is that in the bible and then that's going to be able to tell you whether or not that church belongs to christ yeah 100 percent. no it's um it's kind of scary when you really think about the amount of teaching out there that is not from god but is from man mm-hmm. um and it's something that that you and i have to constantly guard against you know, oh, when, yeah. when we're up behind the pulpit, our job is to present God's word. It is not pre- not to present our own word. Yeah, not to present our own opinions. And yeah. so, um, you know, it, it's it's very 
very easy, I think, to stray from the word of God into the hubris of man yeah. and teach what you think is right rather than to well, teach what God has said is right. Well, it's um, it's one of the you know major three sins because you know you can kind of categorize every sin into one of three categories. There's lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. Um, and we kind of see that reflected in uh, Jesus's temptations from Satan when he's in the wilderness. Um, yeah, you know he tempted him three ways: lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Um, and quite honestly, that that pride. Um, of life that is that is what is reflected whenever you see men stand up and and present their own opinions it's yeah. it's a a prideful attitude that look at what I've gained look at these listeners that are coming to hear me and what I have to say yeah. and over time that creates a following of of men you yeah. know um and it's a shame because um I don't think that there are men who who intend to do that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that there probably are, but I don't. There, think there probably many. are, but I don't think it's like like everyone. No. Um, but the sad thing is, there are some people who are very talented speakers, and people want to hear talented speakers, and then they get lost with the fact that wait, is that talented speaker speaking the truth, or is he just a talented speaker? Yeah. So, well, is there um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I would just kind of summarize the whole conversation by saying, if you're wondering, like, what is the church? Because we talked about where all of these different denominations come from. Yeah. If you're wondering, okay, which one is the church? I want to be with the church that belongs to Christ because I understand there is only one church. Not all of these are different vi- different branches that connect to the one vine. I yeah. want to find the one church. Um, then feel free to reach out to us first and foremost um, if you have any other questions about that. But if you want to do your own homework, um, listen to what's being taught and study your Bible and um, and really kind of, I guess, more or less figure it, figure things out from there. Work out um, your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a matter of, of study. Know yeah. what's in the Bible and listen to what's being taught and yeah we we live in a day and age where we have all the resources and tools at our our fingertips yeah and it doesn't mean you've got to do it alone you can always reach out for help you know we are we are here we are available there are uh there are ministers that both of us look up to that we both talk to that we get advice from and you know we we don't do anything alone um and so don't don't be afraid to reach out to us don't be afraid to study your bible don't be afraid to to, to search and look for the answers. And if you if you can't find anything or if you find something that doesn't seem right, don't be afraid to ask. Yep. Um, that is That really is the bottom line is you got to have a desire to know and a desire to seek and a desire to find. And, uh, you know, Revelations 2 talks about how a church lost their first love. Yeah. And uh, Ephesus. Yeah. And we need to we need to have that first love, which is God. And yeah. so we got to have a desire to, to seek him. You know, got to light the that, fire. That'd be a good study sometime. That's an episode we need to do sometime as yeah. far as like what is being told to those seven churches in Revelation chapter two and three. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome to do. Yeah. So anyway, for those of you that have uh, made it this far, we appreciate you and we love you. And we ask that you listen just a little bit longer and figure out how you can help us out. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide... Uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion, and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We love you.